As always, Wildcat 91.9 Sports is supported by Tanner's Bar and Grill in the Ville, Meritrust Credit Union of Manhattan, Meadowlark Hills Retirement Community, Midwest Dream Car Collection, and by WTC Fiber Communications. Tonight's skill player is Jasmine Halliburton. She's not complicated, but she can't be replicated because no one is doing it quite like her. It's time to run it back with Jasmine Halliburton on Wildcat 91.9. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Run It Back here on Wildcat 91.9. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and joined with me is none other than John Grove. And Jake Foy will be joining us here shortly. John, I know this weekend probably was rough for uh, you. Just a tad bit. It was devastating. Uh, I'm sorry. We talked about this before that no matter what happened, one, at least one, one of, of us one was going to yep. be upset. Yep. I, I pointed it out uh, last week, or was it two weeks ago? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the loser of the Super Bowl, uh, whether if it was the Chiefs or the Eagles, if the Eagles lost, then Jasmine would be running all over him, which which pretty much happened. If the Chiefs lost, then that'd just be me because, of, well, I'm a, I'm a Broncos fan, y'all. I mean, I've, I've gone through a lot of hardships already, but this one, uh, this, this one was just for Jerry on top for this season. And it's and John, if it makes you feel better, I'm like back in my hater mode, you know, because I just I only reason I <laughs> cheered for the Chiefs is pretty much I didn't really cheer for the Chiefs. I more so cheered for an Eagles loss, so to speak. So you can find your happy medium however you want to. The enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my a friend. friend. Yeah. Exactly, my yeah. best friend. I was like, I I went to Tanner's to watch the game, and as far as I know, everyone in that bar was my best friend. Okay. <laughs> Because I'm like, I'm cheering with y'all because, because this is what I want. Did you, were you able to get a seat at Tanner's? Or? I was because, I okay, I went by myself. So I just sat at the bar, just finding, like, yo, as long as there's like one open seat. Yeah. I'm cool, you know? So there was one open seat. I sat my happy behind down, ordered me some food, a fresh booga. Typically, I go, out. typically every time I go to Tanner's to watch a K-State football game, like when they're on the road, it's like we have to be there around 5.45 before before kickoff, which is like at 6.30 or something. And, and, the, t- and the seats are already like almost full. Like you'll, you'll find only one table or two that's available, but mm-hmm. besides from that, it's like, it's like no vacancy available. I mean, cause, because I was by myself, I feel like it wouldn't be so hard to find like, yo, I just literally need one, just one seat. I got there around... Like, because I thought the game was going to start at 5.30. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to start right at 5.30, but it did not. It started yeah. at, like, 5.40-something, maybe. 5.45, almost 5.50. And I got there at, like, 5.10, they, they 5.15. They were milking in the pregame a, a They lot. were. They were. I thought, I was like, are they behind schedule? Because as soon as I sat down, I was like, I think the end of Lift Every Voice was on. I was like, all right, cool. Then they had, like, three other, like, performances go on and more commercials. I was like... Bro, I thought yeah, kickoff dude. was going to be like t- five thirty sharp. Like you know, people be on schedule for stuff like this. Yeah, Chris but. Stapleton with the national anthem, just g- really good enough to make a man shed a tear. It was good, honestly. I was like, I was like half paying attention because I was like, I-, I wore my Cowboys jersey to <laughs> to Tanner's. I I put a whole like poll up on my on my Instagram and everything. Like you know, what, should I choose violence today and wear my Micah Parsons Cowboys jersey? But I didn't have a Chiefs jersey. I don't have any Chiefs gear. So, in a way, that just proved yeah. that who I was cheering for 
by wearing my Cowboys jersey. And no one wanted no smoke, which is really good. Because if anyone did want the smoke, they're going to get a really unpleasant surprise. Whereas I, if I was wearing a Broncos gear, then I'd, do, then I'd be playing fire with fire. But actually, I don't know. You may or may not have been okay because there was a guy sitting behind me who had a Broncos jersey on. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So... Poor guy. From what I could tell, walking in Tanner's and a little bit of surveying, there was like two Eagles fans, me wearing my Cowboys jersey, and one guy wearing a Broncos jersey. That's it. So like I said, there was no smoke. Nobody wanted no smoke with anybody. But if anyone did, if anyone did, I was ready. I'm always ready. People are people will be unpleasantly surprised coming up to me and wanting and wanting the smoke. Y'all, I am they with really I, I am with Jasmine on Thursday on Thursdays in class and uh, uh, one of our uh, Ian Punnett, who who uh, who does who does the classes for us, he he showed Jasmine's first video, <laughs> uh, and she was just she was just going all out. <laughs> are you talking about which first? Are you talking about like my very very first video from like two years ago? For I, class? I, I want to say so. Yeah. Oh God! Now that one was really that one was rough, guys. <laughs> I've gotten better. I've gotten better. If believe it or not, if you think I sound bad now, then baby. You would have probably wanted to burn your ears off a couple years ago. <laughs> but anyway, still, okay, y'all ain't heard. Big, big Super Bowl game last night. I don't know if y'all missed it, but the Chiefs won. I guess I won applause. Like, yay. The real Chiefs fan will be here soon. That's that's all I can that's all I can It's gonna really. be a it's gonna be a drastic change of attitude. It is gonna it is gonna be a drastic change of attitude. Even though I'm happy for guys, I, I wanted y'all to win, but I'm like, I wanna know what this is like. This oh, is no. a, that was pretty you, much what oh, I was here. Geez. What happened? Why is he here? Yeah, He's here. I'll, all right, I'll get that change of energy now. Cause Jake Foyle has now walked into the building. Oh boy, he's gonna get real excited coming in here. I already know it. I already know it. John was like, gosh, I am dreading the fact that I have to open the door for this man. But here we are, Jake. Jake, please. I look at him. He's like a child in a candy store oh now. All red. Gosh. Look at him. You're look cherry at him. red. Yeah. How about those cheeks? Come See? on. See? I am. And me and most people in Manhattan, I would say, mm-hmm. yes. are very happy today. I most know you guys are. People in Manhattan. You're, you're a little happy. I was listening on the way here. Mm-hmm. John, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> so sorry. But I'm very happy. I mean, even Anthony's te- texting me. He's like, how about them Chiefs? And, yep. man, I'm just, well, <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> everybody, <away. laughs> everybody's just pouring it on me. Like, dude. Yeah, I won't I won't rub it in too much. But No, just, go ahead. I, I just d- want to say one thing. Like, mm-hmm. let me clarify. Go ahead. The refs did not win us that game. Oh, no. No, no. there was, a, there was no. not a lot of penalties in no. this game. It was actually a fairly clean game. Yeah. Let's be honest. There it was, was close. It was close game. It was, this game was, it was a great game, man. It was an incredibly great game. There was not a lot of penalties. It wasn't like taking, you know, a whole, I don't know, 40 minutes to finish a quarter because right. of how many people are getting flagged or how many they're throwing or whatever, whatever. Okay? This was a it was a fast-paced Super Bowl. It was not a lot of penalties and it was just it was just a great game all around, man. Right. It was and a it, great game. Oh my gosh, and the high-paced like it was. Oh, I love when two offenses play teams that have no defense because that's what the Chiefs Rams did in I think it was 2019 or 2020. Oh yeah, um, one yeah. of the two yes. where it was like 55-50 was the final score. That was one of the that was the best NFL game I've ever seen in my life, and it was all <laughs> because there was no defense, <laughs> which is very shocking considering what we now know about of the LA Rams defense yeah, and everything yeah. like that. And of course, Kansas City's defense has always been spotty here and there. Right. This year had a good year, by the way, still, but. Honestly, even though, Jake, this is for you. The rest of Manhattan uh-huh. is for you. John, 
I apologize, okay. but <laughs> it's just okay. just like the the final the final call of how this kind of went down. It was it was just really good, man. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs Kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. That was the only positive takeaway I can get from that. The former K-State alum himself, Mitch uh, Mitch Holsus. Very true. Mitch Holsus, yep. I mean, he just comes out guns blazing with that final call. And, I mean, what he is is nothing but the golden standard for NFL broadcasting. Oh, for sure. I think think Mitch Holsus really set, yeah, gold standard. I mean. He really does. You can't hear touchdown Kansas City and, like, just not get chills. Like, even if you're not a Chiefs fan, I just feel like the way he says it is just so, like, it's just oh. he's just like the most recognizable voice in the state. Yeah. In, in my opinion, he is because I, yep. I had I had no idea who this guy was when I got here. I had no idea. I don't pay attention to Chiefs anything until I got into this business. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, oh, everyone's kind of throwing this man's name around. I'm like, oh, I've actually heard his voice before. Every time they put a little highlight on a on ESPN or on First Take or something like that, I was like, oh, okay. This I honest I knew that Mitch Holtz was going he's gonna say something really just like that. Inspiring. Inspiring like, like that. It, it was like I can't I can't like not dislike him. Yeah. You really he, can't. You can't now. He turns a, a a football win into a moment in history with his voice, which is something that is just so hard to do and if you're able to do that, you're very talented at what you do. In- incredibly, incredibly talented, but gotta get probably deep dive in a little bit more into this game and what happened but jake where, where were you watching this game were you at a friend's house were you at your crib we got a super bowl party set the scene for us man all right so basketball court of sigma phi epsilon hey rush sig up by the way anyway um <laughs> so, so we're all like setting up here we got like these two trucks and stacked couches on the bed of the truck and um we had like a ton of different couches we had a fire pit we lit a couch on fire after the game. Awesome. Like, we were just in this, like, I don't even know. It was the coolest, like, setup for a game I've ever had. And, yeah, it was, like, Pulled out all the stuff for this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And, like, the sunset was, like, kind of behind the building. It was, See, it was, it was pretty. Yeah. See, this man probably, he pro- you probably cried last night, didn't oh, you? Oh, I, I did. Ah! I See? did. The way, the way you just talking about the setting, just, mm. like, the sunset and just burning couches on the sun. I feel like you, which I understand. If the Cowboys won, oh, yeah. I probably would have cried. Come on, I, I mean, would have. So I, I get well, it. I get it. J- Jasmine, I mean, I mean, the last time the Chiefs won a Super Bowl was 2020, and the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since the 90s. You're, y'all y'all were the born. 90s powerhouse, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Definitely way back when. I mean, I understand from a Cowboys perspective that, I mean, it would be a long time coming. But Dude. I mean, you're making it as if it feels like it's. Three years too long, or something. I, I don't hey know. Man. Three years too long. No, this is the this. I, I was crying because I just realized that we have the next dynasty. We <sighs> are we are the next oh. Patriots. <laughs> oh I love it, and that's no. why, this is why I hated. saw it. See, this is why I got my hater hat back on because, like, gosh, now the chance of the even the Cowboys go. Granted, they're lucky enough to be in the NFC, but like, gosh, even if they go, they probably have to go through the freaking Chiefs, and mm. I'm like. 
You think it's AFC you, comes through Kansas City? Y- y- yeah, you think you have a hard time, Jasmine? I, I, I no, am yes, literally yes, in the same division. Yours is worse. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. We've lost like what, what, we've worse. lost we've lost fifteen, sixteen consecutive. It, yeah. ma- math is too hard. These it's days, been, yeah. it's been since you haven't beat us since you've had Peyton Manning. I yeah, we think. haven't beaten them since Peyton. Oh, me- oh, boy. Yeah, which it's it's a tough reality. Sean Payton's my last glimmer. Went through the Paxton Lynch days. Oh, I love being a Chiefs fan. I'm so sorry. I'm all, glad you're living in the in the in the fun parts. Okay. I don't know why you're sorry. A lot, a lot. You're you're talking to a lot of Chiefs fans, by the way. Oh, I I know yeah. I am, but I'm just apologizing to the people in the room. Everybody else listening <laughs> for hey, nothing. Let's go. Do a tomahawk go. chop right now. I, I apologize for nothing. See, oh, I I feel like I just I need to. I'm just that nice guy, you know. I'm like I feel, I understand I feel empathy. In a way, we are. You're <laughs> humble. We're. I don't know about say happy for you, but glad for you. Y'all are that? y'all are in our. Uh, I was real. I was cheering real hard for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but y'all know my reason why. <laughs> oh, Not yeah, because you, I'm a Chiefs fan. The Eagles. Just because I don't like the Eagles. Yeah. That was it. That was in my contract. Okay. Okay, but like, if you look at it, I'm so sorry, City of Philadelphia or Philadelphians. Yeah. I am just not a fan of your city, and I don't think y'all deserve another <laughs> Super Bowl. See, I'm, look, I'm, I, I'll hop on this. Y'all can come at me. Y'all can come at me, okay? But I have not heard one good thing about the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> no. From anyone who's, like, not from there. Granted, like, people who are from there, you, you ride or die by your city, and I respect that. Trust me, I respect that. But people who visit and go there every now and again, they're like, it's not fun. <laughs> I, heard, I heard it's scary. I heard it's scary. Like, yeah. people are mean. What, do they this call it the city of love? The city, yeah, of, city brotherly of brotherly love. love. Brotherly I found love. that out like three years ago, and I laughed at the person's face who told me that there was a city of brotherly love. I was like, are you sure? Are yep. they stepbrothers? Like, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Because... Mm. Hey, Philly cheesesteaks rock, though. So that I'll, is I'll very give them true. that. They, yeah, have, they have they have their, their pros. Yeah. Every city has their pros, okay? Yeah. It's just the fact, like... Y'all can stay over there. <laughs> that, that's that's pretty much where our argument lies. Y'all can stay over there. Y'all scare me. Like I feel like if I ever go to the city of Philadelphia and they find out I'm a Cowboys fan, they probably put a hit out on me in broad daylight too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and like 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 no fear. Like the like that movie, The Town. I think it was based in Philly with those like bank robbers with those scary like nun masks. Mm-hmm. And it just rolled up right on me. All right, and be like poop, 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 poop. the whole the whole bit and just drove away. And I was like, huh. All right, that's like let me let me stay away from there because that's the city of brotherly love for you. It's just so warm and cozy. Ooh. Yeah, it's just so there, there just so go. warm and cozy. <laughs> I uh, love it. Y'all can y'all can have that. Y'all can have that. But ladies and gentlemen, that's been the first segment. When we come back, I promise you, I promise you, no more little chit chat. We gonna deep dive into this game and how amazing it was. How Jalen hurts. Let's be honest, the man did ball out here. The whole Robbie Gold, the kicker for San Francisco, saying, you just make Jalen Hurts play quarterback. He sounds, he already sounded stupid because he's a kicker saying that. But now, it's its its even more so. Like, now, now you, everybody got to shut up. You know what I mean? And I'll, I'll say that. Like I said, I hate the Eagles, but I always give respect where respect is due. You feel me? So, when we come back, we're going to deep dive a little bit more on the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, the greatness of Travis Kelsey, the greatness of the entire offensive line for Kansas City. Okay? We gonna we gonna get into it. We'll I be right back. This is my favorite show ever. But thank you. You welcome. It's mine too. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Run It Back here on Wildcat 91.9. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and with me in the building is none other than John Grove and Jake Foyle here in the building. So, the first 20 minutes, chit-chatting just about our experiences, and John mostly how this was a rough weekend for him because he's a Broncos fan, and then there's me. I was a Chiefs fan only for three hours, and then I'm back to my hater hat. Uh... And then Jake coming in all red and smiling and skipping and frolicking through yeah, a field your, your of face daisies. Was cherry red. Dude, it's I'm it's so hot. Like I was not expecting it to be that hot outside. Like it's no, not it's even not, that hot yeah. outside, but like it's been interesting over the past few days with the with the weather and all that. I know, and kinda strange because with didn't that groundhog see its shadow and it's supposed to be like really cold for three weeks? Even though I don't believe in that stuff anyway. The little groundhog is pointless, but he's cute though. So that's why they let it slide. But that's still that's still besides the point. Still besides the point, okay? Getting off topic, okay? John, tough time. Me, I'm okay because the Eagles lost, but like I said, my hitter hat's back on. I was surrounded by celebrations, and I was like, wow, I wonder what this feels like. And then, still, you had Jake coming in frolicking in a field of daisies. But, still, back to this game. This, we talked about it a little bit. This game, was, this game was fire, bro. It was back and forth. It was... But it was honestly it was a tale of two halves. Still, it was the, the second half was that's when you really had to you know pull up your britches and buckle up your seatbelt because that's that's when everything was getting all back and forth. Everything was getting tight. And Jake, I do want to ask you this because you are the resident Chiefs fan in here. But like, what what were your thoughts for like during at halftime? You the Eagles had like. 20 minutes of possession, the Chiefs had like 8 minutes of possession, and then with a little cherry on top, you have Patrick Holmes pretty much limp off the field in a lot of pain, and they kept showing his face as they were working on it. What were what were your initial thoughts? You and the friends around you on the nice catch couch watching the sunset. I was terrified. It was very similar to the feeling I got when we went into overtime with TCU. Mm. I was kind of just like, mm, alright. I saw Mahomes limp off, you know, like, I was like, alright, we get the ball back, second half, we're probably fine like you know if but if Patrick Mahomes if I don't see him come on on the field in the second half I'm gonna be a little upset um <laughs> and then you know comes out we score I'm like all right we're chilling and then from then on out I was like still really nervous yeah this was like the most anxiety not the most anxiety I've had during a football game I've been to plenty of K-State games <laughs> um but w- some of the most anxiety I've got like from watching a Chiefs game because dude I was like can we just run up the score or, like, not be behind or not be within a touchdown of these guys for the entire game? Not give Jake a heart attack? Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love that. <clears throat> I, honestly, like, being – because I was, like, I was at the bar. I was at Tanner's. Mm. Like, the hush that was over the bar at that time for, like, the brief moments, and everyone was like, oh, no, oh, no. We had sorority girls. I'd be like, oh, my God, what is – what is he? Is he hurt? Oh, my God, is he hurt? Is he hurt? And other people were like, no, 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 no. And it was just completely quiet. I was looking around. I was like, oh, snap. I'm like, I don't want him to be hurt. I'm like, oh, snap. I'm like, I have no dog in this fight, really. But I'm like, oh, I really hope he's not hurt because – 
you don't ever you don't ever want to have a game where someone's hurt because then yeah. it's just like you only and, won and, because this player was hurt or you only won because this player was hurt yeah. or none of that. Everyone at their 100% best or at least as close to it as possible in the biggest game of your entire life. That's what people want to see. And I was very much hoping and praying that that he was that he was cool. That everything was cool because it was already like it seemed like the Eagles kind of figured out the Chiefs offense the best way they could. It's just don't let Patrick Mahomes touch the ball. Right. Just just run the ball. The RPO from hell that we've talked about that the Eagles offense run. I was like, of course that clock is just going to go because they, they had over 20 minutes of possession in the first half. Chiefs had less than 10 minutes with the ball in their hands. That's, yeah. That doesn't happen. That does not happen. I have, I have never seen only the Patrick Mahomes have, like, what, two possessions, two, three possessions in an entire half. Yeah. That, I've never seen that before. And that was like... I think they're like I think they're gonna be fine because it was like a ten point differential. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, that's fine. He's every single comeback he's had for the most part has been you know from ten points. I'm like, they'll be all right. So that's what it was me because I I wasn't full of anxiety like everyone else in that building. But John, what were your thoughts after that first half? Getting a little little nervous, a little hectic. What we what were we feeling? I was feeling pretty good. Well, I mean, of course <laughs> I was feeling pretty good. I mean, I well the problem with me is I didn't knock on the wood, but it is what it is. Um, of course you had Jalen Hurts. I mean he he was really the main. Uh, he was really the main guy, the main source at it that got the the Eagles out in front early. I mean, you had that uh, Isaac Samalu's first uh, false start, uh, and then eventually the turnover, which led to the Chiefs uh, scoop and score. Um, but overall, the first half, like it was, it was, it was pretty good, pretty good, smooth sailing overall. For both teams, I know Kansas City kind of got off to a slower start than anticipated, but um, the biggest issue right after that was just the Eagles' defense. They just had no answers uh, for for Patrick Mahomes and the offense, and they were doing that. Dry, I mean, and their offense did everything in their part to keep Mahomes and company off the field, and next thing you know, just everything just started just started unraveling, unraveling for yep. the most part. And honestly, we. I know I wasn't necessarily worried because I've seen them come back from 10 mm-hmm. points down plenty of times, and I know everyone else was mainly worried about Mahomes' ankle, but there's no way he's not going to come out because, one, this is the Super Bowl. You know all the type of drugs that they have in a locker room for the, <laughs> for situations Literally. like this? Like, this ain't your regular, regular pharmacy or CVS down the way, you okay, or your 24-hour, you know, care now center. He was walking back to the locker room like it was no big deal. He was. I was like, okay, that's a good sign. And he ran back out. I was like... And, right, let, fine. and let's not forget, this is not just a regular game where half times would be no. like 13, 15 minutes long. Like it's it's like a thirty minute long Super Bowl with, I mean Rihanna's uh, amazing performance as well. Exactly. But, I mean I I was fully anticipating for Mahomes to return to the field as well. Exactly. And the Chiefs still had to had to have a little come to Jesus moment because this is obviously not the first half they wanted. Even though they moved, they you know went down the field pretty easily in their first possession. Uh, it kind of looked a little bit suspect because then the Eagles went down easily. It was 17-14, and all of a sudden you had Nick, you, know, you had what Bolton get the what is it fumble return for a touchdown for yep. like what 36 yards, which was very much needed by the way because I don't know how how different these outcomes would have been if that was not the case still, but still. The, the Chiefs' offense wasn't where they needed to be because, one, they weren't on the field. Even especially even longer than because of that defensive touchdown. It was like they didn't have the ball for like 20, 30 minutes almost before before it was halftime. So they had a lot of things to discuss. And here we have Patrick Holmes speaking about what that atmosphere was like at halftime and what was the what was the tone for halftime. I, I talked a little bit, but it was everybody. It wasn't like I was the only person talking in that locker room. And we just challenged each other, man, to leave everything out there. And 
I don't want to say we played tight in the first half, but you didn't see that same joy that we played with. And I wanted guys to just know that everything we worked for is for this moment. You have to enjoy this moment. You can't, you can't let the moment overtake you. Um, and um, I thought the guys did that in the second half, and they fought to the very end. Jesus, I'm just messing everything up. So, <laughs> Jake, I, said, I had to send you something about the stats from the second half from Patrick Mahomes after that. He had his ankle thing. He had everyone that speaks saying, you know, we need, to, we need to get things running. We need to get things grinding. Okay. But did you get the messages of sent Is it there yet? Was it slow? I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Please here's, here's, enlighten everybody the stats for us. Okay. So Chiefs offense second half with four total drives, three touchdowns, game-winning field goal to end the fourth drive. Mm-hmm. Talk to him. Patrick Mahomes, 13 of 14, two passing touchdowns. Zero total penalties, zero sacks, and zero negative runs against arguably the best defensive line in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And yeah, come on. I mean, like that—that that sums it up. Of just like that to me is the epitome of Patrick Mahomes because that dude will just pull up and spit fire on you without notice. It you know, was and it can happen at any time. It it's was. Like, it was ridiculous. It was. It wasn't like. The Eagles were fully expected to shut down the Chiefs' offense, but at the same time, I mean, getting, generating zero sacks and zero takeaways on, uh, on a hobbled quarterback was just not good enough as well. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I do want to ask you guys this though: What was like the biggest surprise to you in this game? To me, I would say the Chiefs, the the, the first down conversions, ninety three. Ninety-four uh, percent, if you round it, uh, but ninety-three point eight percent on on the first downs into into another first down or another touchdown in the second half. The only reason they didn't hit one hundred percent is because Jarek McCannon slid down at the one-yard line to set up a game, uh, uh, the title-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Jake? I feel like Juju Smith-Schuster was a lot louder. Like he made a lot of more, yeah. a lot more plays than what we're used to. It wasn't you know just Kelsey and Valdez Scantling, and that's also really surprising. Is MVS, zero yards, zero receptions. That was that, that was surprising. That's that's just weird to me. I feel like I'm used to him being out there more. Kadarius Tony, one reception for five yards. You know, it was what that's what was so surprising is like the two main guys for our wide right receiver was well, obviously Kelsey. Yeah. Every game. And then Juju Smith Schuster, which I was like, I feel like we haven't utilized him that much this season. So it was nice to see us um use him pretty well. He had Seven receptions for 53 yards, no touchdowns. But, hey, he was out there and he made plays. So Hey, that's fine. Uh, if you can take away one defender, you're, you're still being helpful. Yeah, You exactly. know what I mean? Uh, I feel like the biggest surprise to me was, like, defensively on, on both sides of the ball. And, like, yes, I understand there was a defensive score in the game. But I feel like that's not talked about a whole bunch because of the amount of scoring that happened in the first place. You know what I mean? Because there was, there was no sacks in this game really, really. I know they counted uh, Jalen Hurts being out like one yard um, behind the line of scrimmage. He never touched the ground, so they counted that as a sack. And obviously, there's there was pressure, but there was there was no sacks in this game. Obviously, even more surprising because the Eagles led the NFL in sacks. They had a total of 78 sacks coming into this game. That was might have been most or top three in NFL history for sacks in the season. Okay, they was on one, and I was expecting to have at least a little bit. But now you had Hassan Reddick. He only had. Like, not just no sacks. He only had one tackle. Hassan Reddick. He was, like, I think he finished second or third in the defensive player of the year race. Mm-hmm. He only had one tackle. Yeah. Literally one tackle. And I know maybe people can blame the turf. 
Even though, granted, that turf sucks last night. Let's let's not get that twisted. Thank you very much, Oklahoma State. I'm sure we'll probably touch on that at some point. But no one no one can get a footing. Even though, granted, it was still it was affecting both teams. It was it was just incredibly surprising. And also, like they talked about it a little bit before, how Kansas City's offense against Philly's defense, which we all thought like they're the number they're like the best defense in the league. The Eagles have, and so Kansas City just paid attention. To, to them on defense. They, it was, uh, I think it was Dan Orlowski, and I, and, oh gosh, he's wishy-washy on a lot of his takes. But a lot of his analysis for the actual game is, like, spot on, and, and I learned a lot from him. It was, I want to say the touchdown, it was the touchdown that led to Kadarius Tony's five-yard touchdown to where they showed the same thing. You had a guy coming in motion, and then you had to see, okay, now the corner is going to take the spot of the safety, and they're just going to motion in, and they're going to kind of, kind of interchange it on the outside, seeing what the what the Eagles were doing on that, okay? You had him go with the motion man. You see it, boom, they ran the ball to Isaiah Pacheco, and he only got, like, what, maybe three, four yards from that? Okay, cool. And they did that same thing three times, even when they ran in the circle for a little bit. All the uh, skill players ran a little circle. That kind of led to nothing, but it was still had the motion man. You still had to see the Eagles defense do the exact same thing you had to you had to see, and at this point, it might have been moved to the other side, so the safety replaced the corner, this, that, and the search, still going with the motion, man. That and that ball ended up in the back of the end zone, but you still saw the Eagles did the exact same thing with that exact same motion. Go into it again, and then you turn into same thing. They're going to think you're going to motion. You have the corner and the safety switching positions, and then it just turned into a quick rip route for Kadarius Tony to get to where he needed to be. That is why Andy Reid is one of the most – he is a genius. Just like, Wow. I mean, with, like, the merry-go-round play, he's had so many just, like, crazy plays throughout his career that it's, like, only Andy Reid could do this stuff and make it work. Well, only Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes can do this stuff and make it work. I mean, the entire Chiefs offense. But uh, (laughs) I I don't know if you can recall the Chiefs game earlier this year against the 49ers. They used the jet motion with a receiving running horizontally across the formation before they snapped uh, to set up a three touchdowns for Hardman. Uh, to beat the 49ers early in the year, um, which is essentially the same thing. Only one forward pitch to the receiver in front of a quarterback is as opposed to a toss uh, to one behind him. The, I mean, the Eagles apparently got the memo because, I mean, they were extremely cautious to that possibility, but Reed, I mean, Andy Reid just, I mean, talking about adjustment, he, he used that threat, uh, that jet sweep and horizontal motion to create first downs and touchdowns just everywhere every single possession and honestly the play calling last night i would say for both sides as well was superb in my eyes it was it was superb and if i'm not mistaken i think just about every passing touchdown that the chiefs had was open was really wide open i don't remember i know uh, travis kelsey had the first touchdown of the night i don't remember what the spacing was for his on his touchdown but i know like the like Kadarius tony his touchdown in Someone else scored one as well, but either way, he was also wide open as well. Like, bro, when you have, you have all your what's your touchdowns lead to wide open players that it can't get any easier. Do you know how what a hell of a job you're doing on such an aggressive on such an aggressive defense as well? Because I think one of one of them actually was it was like a, something I, some people call it a hot route where it was bringing it on a blitz. Eagles were bringing a blitz in the red zone on third. I think it was third down, third and goal, whatever it was. And then Patrick Holmes just threw it wide open, man, because. You had you had a blitz coming in. Yeah, it was a that, hot route. You knew that route blitz, was going to be just, open because it was a blitz. Yeah, you just tell your wide receiver, "Hey, I don't like that route anymore." Yeah, <laughs> it literally like, is like yeah. okay. <laughs> you like you like you see you see you see like the linebackers are coming. They're coming. I was like, "All right, hot route inside, go." 
And that's yeah. what it, that's easy. Easy. That's, that's something like what I love about Mahomes is like he just like you know, I I feel like looking looking from a distance has this like team chemistry with his receivers to where oh, it's just absolutely. like he can tell them like, hey man, um, just run whatever and I'll throw it to you and get it there and that would probably work. I mean honestly like, ah oh, man, sorry I'm just I'm very like on a high still from this game. He's on a cloud now. And yeah, this is just like, we made it. We're we're the next dynasty, dude. Oh, yeah. Can. <laughs> Over here doing like double fist pumps and yep, everything. Yep, 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 yep. So it's time to celebrate. I'm, I'm happy. Manhattan for you. and <laughs> and the, the state of Kansas, the most of the state of Kansas. The most of the state of Kansas. That's uh, that's not a fan of the orange and blue. We get it. We get it. You're happy, okay? Give it a rest. It was only last night. All right. Chill no. Out. <laughs> like, all right. Chill out. Relax. Relax. Okay. All right. Uh, actually, I don't know what else we can really talk. We only have 20 minutes left, and I do want to get to K State basketball because yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be worth these next 20 minutes because everything started all happy, rainbows and sunshine, at least for one person here, and now it's gonna be back down to earth with unfortunately the cats not. Eh. It was it, it was, was it was bad. It was it was bad. And we're gonna and we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it. I promise you. On the other side of this spot break, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Let's go now. Let's go now. Let's go now. Woo! Let's go. Should I bring it back right now? Let me bring it back now. Woo! Oh. I see shit. Now, Scammer, I'm going to do it like Welcome back to Run It Back here on Wildcat 91.9. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and with me in the building is none other than John Grove and Jake Foyle. And if you missed the first 40 minutes, it was it was heavy on the Chiefs. It was real heavy on the Chiefs, and as it should be, because considering where we are, the proximity, and the majority of the people here are very excited, and as they should be. As they should be. It's mm-hmm. big. And yes, like mm-hmm. once again, this man coming in frolicking and, you know, with a handful of daisies and wings coming out of his back. You know, the whole deal. <laughs> but anywho, granted, you know, we started off we started off high. We started off high. Unfortunately, we gotta get we gotta get low. We gotta get low. Um mm. yeah. talk about major drop off. Uh, yeah, we, we should have ended on the Chiefs win. Come on. I know, That's but good. it's uh, ah. I know, but <laughs> we, we have to start with a bang. It's you know? fre- it's fresh in our heads. It's fresh in our heads, exactly. It's fresh. Now this one we gotta dig deep. This music perfectly describes my weekend. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. It's I'm okay. sorry. Uh, it's honestly we gotta but we gotta be grateful for what we do have and what we had because it's been a minute since I had to play this song. But coming back at you with the sad Naruto music. K-State. We thought that maybe they'd be out of their rut. They're, they're not in their rut. Now, honestly, it low-key feels like they're deeper in, mm-hmm. in their rut after this. Because we were the product of an upset and on the wrong end of it. K-State lost 71-63 to bottom of the barrel, one in eleven, one in twelve, Texas Tech Red Raiders in Lubbock. Dang Raiders, Cactus Mafia, man. And it was, it was, 
It was poop. It was sugar honey iced tea poop. Yeah. There was nothing good about it. We were getting punked. We got punked. We got punked. Watch the game. I don't know. The energy was not where it needed to be early on. It was very lackluster to start, start to finish, start to finish, start to finish. That's just, it's just what it was. That's just what it was. Coach Tang said they just weren't tough enough. And damn it, he's right. Because they were, like I said, and I say it again for the third time, they were getting punked, man. The cats were getting punked. I have never seen this team just get punked like that. And and it wasn't even against. Granted, I know every every team in the Big Twelve can do numbers in another conference. I get that. I get that. But this team did not deserve to punk you. Nope. Texas Tech no. did not deserve to punk you at all, at all. But you got punked anyway. Their student section wasn't even full, man. No, they Their weren't. Their storecorming was as pathetic as Yeah. Pitiful. I'm mad. Pitiful. I'm No, I'm actually genuinely upset at that game, though, because... Yes, <laughs> there was nothing to be happy about, so the only other option is to be upset, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's what it was. That's, that's what it was. <sighs> Sometimes I wish I could just, like... Like, get, like all of these dudes in one room and just be like hey guys relax okay relax. just just calm down tighten up you don't gotta go 80 billion miles an hour every Wait. time you're going down the court Where, where's chris Kleiman saying you we got a nut up right before halftime that happened during that happened during the tech texas tech game too uh, I, I, Last sem- last semester during football season, yeah, like you're right. In the yes. time and yes. oh said, right. I remember that. And said, I mean, we we got we got a uh, what is it? Put up nut up or n- put up put a up, nut up? Put up a nut up? Yeah, something like that. One of those things that's supposed to be very inspiring. Say to get your ish together. One word, or another. That's what he meant. That's yep. what he meant. And to, to it's so hard to put in the words. Like this team, this team is good. We we know we know their potential. We don't know why they're playing like this because like oh my god, come on! But I get it. I get it. I know there was a lo- there was a lot of people upset on on Twitter, and you know when some people get upset, they take things too far. I I, I thought I was about to take things too far. <laughs> but you, you have but you have you have the 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 discipline. Okay, I have the discipline. You, and you, maturity. you have the discipline. Some people they as soon as anything looks like even a spot, even like you like you do something <laughs> wrong for two minutes, you're like. They, they, they throw your ass in the trash. Dude, yeah. Dear <laughs> K-State Twitter, we got to have some it positivity is, here. It is a third world country, oh man. Oh, my gosh. I, I, it's, uh, K-State loses specials. Oh, well, I got to start cussing on the Twitter live oh, space. It's, no, it's more like, all right, well, this team is done for. We're not winning another game because we're down four. Like, dog, I love y'all. I'm a part of you guys, too. I'm, I'm K-State Twitter, too, but, like. We gotta be a little happier. Yeah, one guy. <laughs> one guy was even talking about like questioning like Coach Tank's job. Oh, like if yeah. he should be like fired. I'm like, shut the hell up, bro. Just bro, shut up. Just bro. shut up. Just shut up. We're all we're all not happy about this game, but like, I chill mean, the hell out. I mean, like obviously, like we all think like outlandish things like that, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to tweet it. <laughs> no, no, you're just being stupid, just being dumb. But still, 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 yep. they're upset. They're upset for a reason, cause. T- they, I, yeah. I know there's there's just no. there's just no words with it. But K State had 23 turnovers. It's a season mm-hmm. high of turnovers. And we thought Coach Tang was upset at the end of the Texas game. This is different. I know it's different. I know it has to be different because he said like you like because their defense it actually was not bad. 
on Sunday or Saturday. It was not bad. Yeah. It's just he just said that you, you, you can't defend live ball turnovers. You can't. What are you gonna do? Because it's in transition. You got a guy's back ready to get a rebound, but no, they're not. I just, I just gotta, sp- I just gotta speak this truly. And turnovers have been an issue for this team, and they've been an issue for this team. You know, con- consistently. So to say that it's been an issue for this team consistently, but it just seems just it got worse and worse because they average already 14 turnovers a game, and it's just and it's gotten worse. And unfortunately, like Grant, I know it's not all it's not all on him. I'm not saying that, and I will never say that. Marquise Noel, he knows he has to get better. Mm-hmm. He he knows totally. he has yep. he knows he has to get better, and he talked about that a lot in the post game. And I'm gonna I'm gonna share some clips with you guys on on why he knows he needs to get better. I'm trying to make the home run play, um, and I have to be better. You know, this team, you know, is not a team that could turn the ball over and get stops in transition, you know, and make up for mistakes. I probably had about 20 or so, 30 turnovers now in the last four to five games. Um, I'm really going to work on that. Um, today was a tough loss. You know, put it all on me. I had seven turnovers. Um, I'll be better. We, we did it to ourselves. Um, the things that we did out there are controllable. Um, we turned the ball, ball over 23 times, which is a lot. You can't win on a roll like that. And they had four guys in double figures. Um, so they had major contributions from, you know, a lot of guys. And, you know, they, they were the tougher team today. You got to give them credit. When you're on a roll, you can't turn the ball over seven times. Or as a team, 23 times. You know, I got to get back in the film room and see – you know, and get back to, to, to myself. Wait, what's happening? So, my fault, guys. I should have told you. Five, four, three, three, one. Anyway. Yep, you're good. So, Marquise, he had seven turnovers in, in that game. Uh, and I and I went through and counted, like, his, like, turnover to assist ratio, which he was one for one on fire at the start of Big 12 play. Mm-hmm. Like, he, yeah. um, he had uh, 10 assists, three turnovers in the first game against West Virginia, nine assists, one turnover against Texas, 14 and four turnover, or assist to turnover ratio against Baylor, just absolutely went off. Okay, then had seven assists, four turnovers, Oklahoma State, then falls to TCU, six assists, four turnovers, KU, seven assists, three turnovers, Texas Tech, five assists, three turnovers, ISU, once again, on one, nine assists, four turnovers, then... Started getting real shaky from then. Yeah. Four assists, five turnovers against KU for the second time. Against Texas, second time around, three assists, six turnovers. Against TCU, seven assists, six turnovers. Texas Tech, four assists, seven turnovers. And like I said, I'm not absolving. I'm not saying this is all this man's fault because I go through this again. Team had uh, 11 turnovers, 12 turnovers, 12 turnovers, first three games when they was killing it. Against Oklahoma State, one of the best defensive teams they were going to see early that season, 16 turnovers. Okay, TCU, we all know that was a hellscape. They had a total of 20 turnovers in that game against KU, 15. Texas Tech, first time around, 13. Iowa State, 14. Yada, yada, yada. Texas, second time around, 19 total turnovers. TCU, 15 total turnovers. Then, of course, Texas Tech this weekend, 23 total turnovers. And I found this out. I counted this all myself. When K-State has has an assist-to-turnover ratio, has more assists than turnovers, they are 5-0. and oh. When they have more turnovers than they do assist, they are 2-5. and five. Yeah. Let's, let's listen to that. They are 2-5 and five when they have more turnovers than they do assist. And it can, even, it can be a short ratio of, like, you have two more assists in, than turnovers, but still a high amount of turnovers, but still those two extra assists meant something in this game. But then it just it just 
falls apart because this weekend had 23 total turnovers to 11 assists. 11 assists. And granted, like I said, like I said, this is not all on Marquise Noel. It's not. He's just the primary ball handler. That's that's why that's why he he has he has a lot more. And he's like he said before, he's trying to have the home run play every time. The home run play worked very very well the first four games of the season. But then he said again, they're starting to key on him a little bit. Be- yeah. Beforehand, they were just letting him go around willy nilly, scoring, you know, averaging 28 points a game. You know what I mean? But now they figured out to double him, and now they also figure out, okay, all you gotta do is handle handle Marquise Noel, and you gotta handle uh, Keontae Johnson. Which I get it; it's easier said than done. I get that. But like Keontae, he's he's a good player. Marquise Noel, he makes uh, other guys around him good. You take one of those away, this is what you get. And at so far right now, no one has really been able to step up to be that third guy. I mean, but one who you could probably argue for for his past game was Naquan Tomlin. He came away with 10 points. But, I mean, you're right. I mean, when one of the top players is just out of the equation, I mean, it's just not a whole lot to to fully – I mean, K-State just doesn't have enough backup. I mean, we – I mean, we've seen uh, Cam Carter. He wasn't too effective. Davian and Gasson. I mean, David Gasson was not overall effective either. So, I mean, it's just finding more players to step up as well. And I mean, everybody, every every player has an off day as well. But um, we're we're starting to see a little bit more of a trend. And as more teams start to get film on the likes of Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, we're going to continue to try and put a lot of pressure on him, pin him down, and I mean, just stuff like that. Just stuff like that. Yeah, I mean. I'm I'm not too worried about games going forward, uh, just because I feel like yeah this yeah. is that yeah. game where it's like Coach Tang is just I I said this after we lost I go well I feel bad for the players this next week because <laughs> I tell you what man it's about to be a hard week as far as like they're gonna be doing some running <laughs> a lot of a lot of practice with like turnover oh. drills and like. I already can tell, like, that's that's their primary focus at practice this week. I mean, they already have a system in place. If they have more than, I think, 10 or 11 turnovers, they run. Yeah. yeah. I, they've been running a lot <laughs> that would be, yeah. this would season already, would, though. Would they yeah. just do twice as much with 20-plus turnovers? I hope so. so. I, ho- I, I hope they do run because I remember when I ran, I didn't want to do anything messed up again or, like, mess up again. That's right. And honestly, the team is still confident because Desi still is he. I had a clip uh, with him as well, but for time purposes, I'm not going to play it. Uh, you said that they're still confident, even though, like you said, you're not worried. I mean, I don't want to say like I'm worried necessarily. I'm just like I just don't know what K State team we're gonna get. Mm, that's yeah. valid. That's very valid. I, I it seems at this point in time they're also playing to their competition. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. They're, they're doing what the Chiefs did all this regular season, and they're playing down to their opponent. Exactly. Like you played you played KU at a high level the first time around. Baylor, Texas, West Virginia, the high high level first time around and then you go to like Oklahoma State comes here they weren't the best they weren't the best team but even though like I said this is a this is a hard-ass conference first and foremost there's not going to be an easy win anywhere but you looked at them at the bottom of the conference that wasn't their best game it got close against Oklahoma State and same thing with Texas Tech when they came here Texas Tech led for a good portion of the game let's not forget that until they were like started all right time to tighten up and they took the lead and ended up winning by 10 that was is this starting to be less and less frequent for what goes on now because they had I they think had it, no excuse to to be where they were in this game. I think I think part of it is fatigue as well. I mean you're already possibly, possibly. Y- yeah you're around like the mid between the midway and end of a regular season point in conference play in which 
I mean, you're just going to have a lot of hardships to overcome as well. So, and I mean, get, I mean, going through the past few games as well, I mean, there's been a few bad decisions, um, some on Marquise's part, some on Keontae's part, just not a whole lot of not a whole lot of control when it comes to the ball movement and, and possessions at times, and it, it could be it could be a killer if you're if you're not on in Big Twelve play, then it could really come back to haunt you. No, it really does because like shots shots weren't falling early. I feel like when this team when shots aren't falling early, they they start to I don't want I don't want to call it panic necessarily because I I don't know what the exact count is, but I feel like more than half of their turnovers occur in the paint trying to do a bounce pass into the lane and like they're like whoever is trying to get the ball it's like uncontrolled and it bounces out of bounds to the other team or it just bounces in the hands of the de- of the defense and they're off run in the other direction yeah. i feel like that's where the majority of the turnovers lie and that's why like our points in the paint i looked through that as well like our point our opponents are getting like 40 points in the paint even though we talked about that necessarily like there's something be like a size problem where k-state has at the five position we get that but all, us ourselves we have a hard time getting to the paint yeah. like, like like we had 26 paint points uh, against texas tech that's great and all but when you're like av- we av- we av- we're a team that's supposed to average like 80 something almost 90 points a game in a much in over the time you have like 60 of those really be come outside of the paint and when shots aren't falling you have to rely on getting inside i think that's where a lot of these turnovers will come from and and let's not forget k-state had i mean despite how how abysmal i mean i'm gonna call it out the way it is how abysmal they played they had opportunities to win this game down the stretch i mean despite despite 23 turnovers a season high as well Mm -hmm. um texas tech converted converted those turnovers into 28 points I mean, it was the most allowed. Uh, it was the most allowed, but I mean, seven times, seven times in the last twelve minutes of the game, K State was within one possession. And I mean, every time it's either K State just couldn't connect on the offensive end, or Texas Tech just had another answer, um, just with a, a three pointer on the corner, which is just, just like, uh, just, can we stop leaving him wide open and all that? It's just like it just it just offensively it just wasn't happening. Like they went nineteen for fifty four, bro. That's that's terrible. Yeah, that's that's terrible. That's thirty five percent from the field. Yeah, but but that's it's in the past. Like Coach Tang says all the time, you gotta go. You gotta go one and zero every week. You have to because if you dwell on this thing, you're just gonna dig yourself into an even deeper hole. And ain't nobody got time for that. Like ain't nobody got time to still listen to me talk because we have like twenty seconds left. But still, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate y'all. We will be back for more Run It Back on Wildcat 919 next Monday. Y'all be easy.